Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, the News Talk giant of North Alabama, and Right Side Radio is what you're listening to. I'm your host, Phil Williams, where, like the man said, we are solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, we're going to get to one of my favorite segments here in a moment. Before we do, though, i got to tell you real quick about my friends at ZLA Solutions. Now, you may be looking for a job right now. Well, go to ZLAUSA.com. Or maybe you're an employer looking to hire people and fill out the ranks of your workforce Go to ZLAUSA.com. ZLA Solutions specializes in putting people to work, whether you're an employer wanting to hire or somebody needing a job. They'll do all the recruiting. They'll do the, the, the whole headhunting thing for you, what, blue collar, white collar, no collar. They'll find the people and bring them to work for you and make your business better. They like to say that's what they do. ZLA Solutions doesn't make it. They make it better. ZLA Solutions is at ZLAUSA.com. Check them out. All right. One of my favorite opportunities to, um, to, to literally opine is with uh, two friends of mine, Jeff Poor, who's at 1065 down on the coast, and of course, uh, Dale Jackson, who's the program director here at WVNN, has a morning show, the Dale Jackson Show. They are the paragons of pontification, the gurus of gusto. We shall now, Copper, get ready with the sound effect, we shall now convene the Grand Council. <laughs> Sounds much better. It does. It's better than that kazoo we had last week or whatever Correct. it was. All right. All right, fellas, you know the rules. We're going we're gonna to fire a question or two at each other. Um, and uh, I think uh, the two times we've done this before, I had each of y'all start us off. Let me, let me start you with this one because we, we broke a story here on, on Right Side Radio regarding Birmingham Southern College. I'm not sure. Are y'all tracking that story right now? I know Jeff, Heard I saw you chime yeah, in. Tell us more. All right, so the bottom line is this. Birmingham Southern, uh, we found out last night from a student who made us aware. We went and checked the policy. Sure enough, it is. Uh, we actually reached out to Birmingham Southern. They declined comment. But they are enacting all kinds of compliance penalties unless you prove vaccination status, despite the fact that the law in Alabama says no proof of vaccination can be requested. So they basically they charge you fees. They give you different days to move into your dorms. They can require masks. They will require weekly testing, all of which unless you provide proof of vaccination. So basically, uh, they're, they're making a mockery, in my opinion, of, of Senate Bill 267, the, the no vaccine status bill. So my question to you guys, give me your comments. You think they're facing uh, potential legal trouble over this? What are the ramifications? Jeff, I think, think that the Attorney General has been pretty clear about this. He is going uh, to kind of try to enforce these things, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if he goes after this university. I haven't heard anything from him yet. Have you? Uh, I am hearing through the grapevine right now that his office has already been made aware, and they are reviewing right now with considerations towards making uh, uh, making waves over it, yes. Yeah, I think that's probably what will happen. Jeff, what do you I... think, man? So, we, uh, y'all have we got a reporter working on this, I uh, and, and uh, the – he is he neither heard back from either the AG's office or Birmingham Southern. It's a pretty clear violation. The problem is, guys, what what is the mechanism of enforcement here? It's not like they're going to go and lock up the president of Birmingham Southern. I, I don't know. I mean, if, if the, the enforcement mechanism uh, to to uh, enforce this law is is not very strong, then what what is the you know what are the ramifications? Why why wouldn't they just shrug it off? 
That's well, a great point. I don't I mean, think I they hope. will shrug it off. I, I think I they'll. I think what they'll do is once they get a little pushback, they'll collapse. They're they're not going to want to be in violation of the law and be worried about this whole thing breathing down on them. And if they don't, then the legislature has to go in and put more teeth in there. That's just how this will have to play. And I, and I agree with that totally. And this is a private college, by the way, so they're not subject to you know the the power of the purse. You know the appropriation doesn't get shortened to them. But uh, but I do believe that they're going to see the kind of negative press that they don't want. And based on my own Twitter feed today, I think they're already starting to get it. So, all right, uh, Dale, I'll go to you. What's a question for the for the Grand Council here, brother? Well, since since you started with the COVID stuff, I, I will just start with this other thing. What happened to Jim Ziegler? And Jeff, your your best buddy down there on the coast, uh, he's uh, he's out there saying that he's got all these press conferences and stuff planned. Then he kind of faded into obscurity. What happened to your boy? So uh, he's got a GoFundMe account. Uh, I don't know if y'all got you guys were aware to uh, uh, to, to help fundraise for his campaign. Tell me uh, what? Which, yeah, which apparently is legal according to uh, Secretary Merrill. Um, just thought I would reach out to him and ask, but uh, he's circulating a GoFundMe page. He gave a speech in Montgomery. He's still, I guess, you know, even though it's not really a thing in Alabama politics, so looking at the exploratory committee phase right now, and uh, we'll proceed if uh, if the opportunity presents itself. Uh, that I, I, that I, seems I to be ask, the line right now. I got to ask though, what what happens if you set up a GoFundMe account to run for office? Are you all the, are you subject to all the usual reporting requirements? And then what happens if you don't run for the office? I guess the money just goes back to the people that contributed, or what? Well, I think the way GoFundMe works is you have to meet a certain threshold. Then you pull the trigger. If you pull that trigger, then that money, uh, whoever uh, pledged that money, is obligated. So the, uh, but uh, uh, this is from the Secretary of State on the GoFundMe issue. As long as he is capturing the names, addresses, and amount of the contribution, it's legal. Once he reaches a thousand dollars of contributions or expenses, he has to create a principal campaign committee through the FCPA. So um, what he's doing is. I guess within the the, the the tenets of the law, it's just uh, it, it's still at that exploratory phase. Well, and I'll tell you what I see in there too is is, is you know he 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 believes and and maybe not you know maybe he's not wrong in this, but he believes that he has become the master at generating grassroots uh, support or non-support for an issue, especially using things like social media and online presence. And so what he's doing there, just like he did the whole Facebook giant thing on the toll bridge down the coast. He's creating the whole other thing now with generating the online grassroots campaign. Every one of you on my Facebook page, send me $5, and we'll have a million, and I'll go run for office, I guess. You know who killed that toll bridge, right? No. Who's no who, who was it, Jeff? Jeff, who killed no. the toll bridge? No, Dell was not Jeff Poor. Uh, Jeff Poor killed that toll bridge. It was not <laughs> Jeff. Hey, laugh all you want. I'm telling you this right now. I'm not like, laughing. It, no, no, I know. Supportive laughter. Hey, hear me out. Jeff Poor did more to put attention on that toll bridge than anybody else. The Jim Ziegler stuff, that was just noise. Uh, the people that were actually worried about the blowback they were getting from people like Jeff Poor. Jeff Poor is the one who drove that, and I don't care who else says so. Jim Ziegler did not <laughs> kill that toll bridge. It was Jeff Poor single-handedly. Jeff, I did not mean to take away from your, your notoriety, brother. He I'm makes, sorry. He makes the guys down in Mobile uh, very angry when he says that, by the way. <laughs> it's true. All right, Dale. All right, Dale, that was your question. Jeff, what you got, man? What's your question for the group? Yeah, so uh, there is a uh, there is uh, money, federal money available for uh, $2.1 billion, to be precise, and in, 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 uh, so-called fiscal recovery money for the state of Alabama. Do you think that money ought to be used 
for prisons. It, it, you know that that uh, it, there's a, there's not a lot of strings attached to this money because it's quote unquote lost revenue, uh, according to the federal government. But it looks like the legislature uh, has the idea of putting those uh, at least a, a portion of those funds toward uh, going toward the the, the woeful prison uh, problem in Alabama. They're gonna uh, try. I mean, they're, they're gonna, gonna try. try. They're, they're absolutely gonna try. And you know what? I, I I started off as being very against this. Then I started to understand and think about it a little more. What else are they gonna do with it? I mean, that's. I I, I hate to be this way, but it, it looks like that's where this is headed. Well, and I, I'll tell you where I, I think they ought to do something with it. How about give something back to the people of the state and quit feeding government with it? Because that's what they did with the first 1.8 billion they had. Only 24 percent of it went back to the private sector. Every bit of it went to feed government. And so how about, how about this? There was an idea that we floated at API that uh, got, got some traction, but, but even though we had a legal opinion by Brian Taylor, who was the former legal counsel for the governor, they declined to take it up. And other states have done it, by the way. And that was simply take a chunk of that money and do a sales tax holiday for like two weeks, a month, and literally say, every time you go to the store now, you're paying seven, eight, nine, ten cents less on the dollar. And it generates brick and mortar goodwill. People are going back to the store instead of ordering from Amazon. Do something. Do away with the grocery tax for a year, something. And, and give people a break as opposed to just feeding government and growing new departments in government. There's my thought. Well, and I'll, I'll just add this. Uh, and I don't know that I necessarily uh, disagree with this, but our friends on the left, Josh Boone, and others think, well, well no, uh, you need to do something with health care, do something other with, with some other social policy. Look, uh, prisons is, is important, but it's just as important as everything else. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess if you can make the case to me that it should be used for prisons, then, then so be it. But uh, I, I don't, you know, that this is uh, this seems like a problem that should have been long resolved. and. But- you're taking you know why, money that could be used for something else to use it for prisons. But you know why they're making that argument uh, about doing it with something else? Because that, well, they're, they're but, ideologically opposed to no, 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 prison no, I, no, no. There's a broader sense to it. They want the release of prisoners. That That's right, the end right. game here. The end game for the, this is a release of prisoners oh, yeah. for them. But if you so. take them at, 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 at their word, and, and I know there's a lot of reasons not to, but, but if you take them at their word, there is a compelling case to be made that that money is just as good spent anywhere else as well as prisons. Yeah. Well, all right, fellas, that's round one. So hang on through the break. We're going to come back and do a lightning round uh, uh, to uh, to take us into the uh, the bottom of the hour. Uh, we are with the Grand Council, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, pontificators uh, extraordinaire. Uh, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. This is Right Side Radio. I'm your host, Phil Williams. We got Jeff Poor and Dale Jackson on with us, and we'll be right back after this. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, Right Side Radio, here in the afternoons. Phil Williams, I'm your host. We're going to go straight back without delay to the fellas on the Grand Council. So, all right, guys, I got Jeff Poor from 1065 down on the coast. I got Dale Jackson from the Dale Jackson Show here on VNN. So, um, all right, guys, here's my question for you. So, uh, there was a surprise win in a Texas special election for Congress. Uh, a guy named Jake Elsey, 
a beat that Trump backed uh, Susan Wright. And so here we are looking at, okay, Mo Brooks is down in the fundraising apparently for now, but he's got the Trump endorsement. But yet Trump's endorsement did not carry a candidate through to the end uh, in a Texas race. And we also have the same situation brewing right now in an Ohio race. What do you think? Is the Trump endorsement losing its mojo? I don't think it is. I, I think it's, we kind of take these situations and we read into them what we want to read into them. And, and I think that uh, special elections are different than general elections. Uh, and I think that you know Trump doing an endorsement and then sort of saying, okay, have at it is a little different than Trump doing an endorsement and then attacking your opponents. Yeah, right, I, I think I, I need to see some polls here. To say, I, I, my suspicion is uh, Katie Britt has closed the gap somewhat. But it's still well into well, well into double digits. I need to see something within twenty points before I start to become a believer that the Trump endorsement doesn't hold its weight like it once had. All right, there it is, and I, I tend to agree. Uh, I, I still think the Trump, and I especially think, and I think I said this on the show once before that where we are also matters, and and so that particular uh, Texas race was in a, uh, a geographic location that was not as overly conservative uh the republican won obviously but it was not uh as bleeding conservative as as we are here in this particular part of the the nation and i do believe that the trump endorsement may mean more in some places than in others in alabama i think it still means a lot agree so there's 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 that all right dale jackson what you got man all right, Joe Biden loving these mandates because, of course, all authoritarians uh, love mandates, and the media loves the idea that uh, their guy is the authoritarian. Now, um, talking about these mandates, talking about uh, going and making possible mask mandates, and, and they they keep talking about possibly going further. This is the talk that they're bringing to the table here. Will they go further than federal government employees, and how many businesses are going to follow suit? Oh, well, Apple just announced today that they're requiring um, uh, uh, vaccination and they're also requiring um, uh, mask mandates uh, in their stores all over the nation. So I think you're going to see private sector pop-ups, and especially among those who are the more liberal. Uh, I would not be a bit surprised to see Starbucks doing something very soon. That's illegal in uh, Alabama, though. It, I, it, that's, I, that, I even that's illegal, right? And, and that would be illegal in Alabama. Well, the mask mandate might not be. I can't say that for a fact, but they can't require you to prove vaccination before you come in for services. Gotcha. That's what we're looking gotcha. at right now. Yeah, okay. um, but they can say, in our store, we want a, a mask. And, you know, and I think people will vote with their feet. I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I like other coffee than Starbucks. So I have no problem with them done. saying, I have no problem with that. That to me is fine. I, I'm, I'm cool with that, Jeff. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you're going to see more, like you say, a target or something like that do so. But I, I would, uh, I think there's a lot of uh, corporate boardrooms that are kind of nervous about this development and which way they're going to go. And watch for what uh, what entities avoid all of this. Watch what you know, what supermarket chain or or whatever says. No, we're not. We're we're not going to do that uh, it, because here, here's what I think: that the, the specter of any kind of liability for COVID put on corporate America doesn't seem to be there quite as much, at least here in Alabama. So uh, I, I would be, you know, knowing that they don't have to worry about legal action, that might that might lessen the, the, the incentive. Well, and I will say too, uh, Jeff, before we go to your question, is is that uh, we did see a law passed, uh, API sponsored or, or endorsed this law being passed in the last legislative session that prevents what we would call frivolous litigation. In other words, it raised the burden of proof on any litigation regarding a 
a business that you, you want to claim you got it in their business. In other words, you better you better have clear and convincing evidence as a standard that the law now requires, and that's going to it's going to protect those frivolous lawsuits from happening. Real quick, before we go any further, is yeah. is the Dale Jacksonism that the only way you can win this game is by not playing? Is that still in in play here? If you just ignore <laughs> this and don't say anything, that's the only way you can win. That's, well, that that may be the the quiet ones who keep their doors open and just serve their people the the, the burger on time. They they may win. Mm. Too bad that wasn't the, the the philosophy of Dell Jackson in in real life. Uh, <laughs> uh, just, just to win. Yeah. All right, Jeff, poor lightning round, man. We got about a minute. What you got? A question? Uh, yes, uh, Alabama Head Department of Public Health, the Alabama healthcare uh, apparatus, and the low vaccination rates, a lot to be desired. Uh, Jim McClendon, our friend in uh, Springville uh, down in St. Clair County, wants to just start all over, wipe the slate clean. Is it time to look at a, a totally new structure in, in public health in Alabama? If that's the case, he better come up with something other than we should do something different, which he hasn't done. Uh, yeah, and I tell you, one of the things they can do, though, is they can make the uh, the state health officer somebody who's accountable for confirmation processes uh, to the uh, state senate. Right now, the Medical Association of Alabama gets to pick from themselves over their own ranks who they want to uh, appoint to that position, and then that person has all kinds of unfettered authority, which we saw in the last year, and yet they are not accountable to the people by any stretch, and it needs to be that way. So that's that's my thought. Hey, fellas, Grand Council. Grand time. Appreciate you being on with us. Yes, sir. Thanks for having Jeff us on. Jeff Poor. Yeah, man. Jeff Poor and Dale Jackson, two, uh, two uh, awesome paragons of pontification, gurus of gusto. They have their own respective shows. Jeff Poor down on the coast on 1065, formerly here at VNN, and Dale Jackson, of course, in the mornings, and our program director here at WVNN. Appreciate you guys being back on with us. We'll be back. And opening the phones, 866-494-9866. How do you feel about Birmingham Southern putting restrictions on for quote-unquote unvaccinated? 866-494-9866 on Right Side Radio. We'll be right back.